today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast, Jason and Jamie. Before we get going with the news of the day, I guess this is the news of the day, Len Goodman of Dancing with the Stars has died. A little RIP yeah. for Len Goodman. Yeah, everyone loved Len Goodman. Yeah. Um, he, you know, Dancing with the Stars started in, I think, 2005. Yep. And it was... I don't think we can compare anything to today. There's just too much TV, I think, yes. today. It was a, a it, whole phenomenon. It was. It, it seemed to be as big as American Idol was back yes. then. It was a huge phenomenon. And it tra- TMZ also started in 2005. And so TMZ what, tracked it. And it, we, would, we would almost do like daily updates on what was happening with Dancing with the Stars. It was such a huge part of who we were when they did the selections of who the stars were going to be. We we knew where they rehearsed, and so we would always get our camera people were always out there. They would come out and talk to us. We would do a roundup. You know, it was on two days a week for an hour each night, Thursday nights and, and uh, Tuesday nights and th- Wednesday nights. And we would do a roundup every Wednesday and Thursday on the TV show. It was a huge part, a huge fixture of TMZ. And he was larger than life. He was such a lovable character. Yeah. He it was an example of somebody that I just I love a story to be an older man. You've had a great career in the industry you chose, and then you get fame later in life. Yeah. That I, I just no, loved it. Tr- Everyone loved him. He was a competitive ballroom dancer, and then finally figured out a way to monetize ballroom sure. dancing, which is not not, not an easy, easy feat. Easy to do. <laughs> so good. R.I.P. Len Goodman. By all accounts, a fantastic guy who lived a life and unfortunately uh, died at seventy-eight. I think mm-hmm. we said seventy-eight years old over the weekend. So R.I.P. Uh, moving on. Um, Pete Davidson had a hell of a weekend. Yeah. Um, so remember a few weeks ago, Jamie, he got in this car accident where he drove across somebody's lawn and crashed into the side of the house. And now we may end up seeing some criminal charges come. From yeah, this. they're saying possible criminal charges being filed. Uh, apparently it is uh, headed to the district attorney and they usually only handle felony cases. But in Beverly Hills, they can handle misdemeanor charges. So right. there was no drugs, no alcohol involved. So nothing too serious. But he could still, I, I, what does that mean? Is well, that fines? Yeah, like- no, I, it could be more than that. What we know is that he was driving at an incredibly high rate of speed. We know that because uh, they, you know, you can see his, we, his tire marks carved into the lawn at the front of these people's house. And they can determine from that the speed at which he was traveling. It's a res- very small residential sort of area where he was. So he was driving an incredibly high rate of speed. He impacted the corner of this house and created a huge amount of damage. So although he wasn't inebriated, they know they can figure out from these forensics that he was driving incredibly fast. So at the very least, you're talking about reckless driving, but there's reckless driving that doesn't cause injury, and then there's reckless driving that causes causes physical injury, which we don't have here. But then there's property damage as well, and he could definitely, in theory do some jail time for this. It's probably going to be prosecuted as a misdemeanor, which people think is no big deal. But misdemeanors carry up, carry with them up to a year in jail. And, you know, depending on what they prove and his level of cooperation, I think that he could definitely be looking at uh, a few weeks maybe in Beverly Hills jail, really? which is not as cushy as you might think. No, wow, but, that would be wild. I mean, and I know that the notes um, in the police report say that he hopped the curb. That is such a gross understatement if you see yes. how far back this house is, for, how far the car had to travel on the lawn to even make contact with this house very cute house by the way loved it <laughs> wonderful style a beautiful colonial it's not in my notes i didn't no, know yeah, oh it's very cute i love the house i love a cute house in beverly hills by the way is like 10 million dollars yeah for sure cute yeah um 
keep in mind, he was also in the car with his girlfriend, uh, Chase Sweet Wonders, who I had a theory at the time. They were very newly dating. I think he was showing off. Oh, for sure. So, so you make the point about hopping the curb and then he drove. So if he did, in fact, go over a curb and then he drove another, it's got to be 75 feet yeah. to this house. Easy. Yeah. There's, he could have been going a hundred and some miles oh, an hour. For, uh, in and the that, middle of that's the night, when, I'm sure. And you can't let this go unprosecuted. Yeah. You can't go that, this is a residential street. There are, you know, it's in the middle of the night, but it's a street with kids and everything else. He hops his curb, goes 75 feet, trying to break the whole time and ends up sort of fishtailing into the side of the house. This is a this is a real criminal act, it, and it sounds like a like a no like a, a story that just kind of goes away. But when you think about what a guardian angel he had that day, that if what if that girl in the house was right there, yeah, like that, this would be the biggest story of the year. If if something God forbid or happened, or what if there was a large cinder block wall built? Totally, you know, and he crashed into that cinder block wall. It could have been really really yeah. bad for for he and Chase Sweet. So in any event, we'll have to see what happens. But I don't think this is the kind of thing where it's just going to be celebrities getting away with craziness. This was a big deal at the time. I think to your point, it's really lucky nobody was hurt. He and Chase, Chase Sweet, Chase Sweet, Chase Sweet, Chase Sweet. Mm-hmm. He and Chase Sweet first among them because they're most likely people to be hurt. But there easily could have been somebody uh, on the lawn, whatever, uh, inside the house, right where the the impact in the house. And then you're talking about a much more. Then, then it's not you, you know. Then we're not talking about whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony. Then you're mm-hmm. talking about major felony uh, charges. And Harvey, uh, you know, rails upon this kind of stuff all the time about the difference between it's it's wrong to he he says now there's something to this to to assess a crime based on the impact what you want to assess is what was the person's mental state if if he would have if you can make the argument that had given his actions had he killed someone it would have been a high level felony he shouldn't be rewarded for the luck of not having someone there by just making it a misdemeanor, and it's an interesting point. And I get is now is this the okay? So there was a sixteen-year-old girl at the home. She was, yes. as we said, not injured, but it is interesting. They made note that she was traumatized. Um, is well, this the, you know why that is? Well, of course. But here's my question: Is this the family going forward with something to the DA, or is this like the law? Just like well, the, that gotten, has taken over. The that's family what may have gone to them, but that we're past that. I mean, the DA is not going to prosecute based on the recommendations of the or request of the family. So um, the 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 DA believes there's a case here, or at least we think they do, because we're anticipating the charges are going to come down against him. Um, uh, now. They're saying they're traumatized, and I'm sure they are. 16-year-olds are easily traumatized, and mm-hmm. this would have been a traumatic event. It's when 11 had, at night. It's 11 She's at alone. Night. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's, that's, those, those are trigger words. I can't, can't get into these people's heads, but those are trigger words for lawsuits, right? Those mm-hmm. are the kinds of things you, you allege. They have property damage. Obviously, they're going to be made whole for those. But if you're saying that somebody is suffering emotional distress as a result of another person's negligent or reckless actions, that's when you're going to get into the the real likelihood of a, of a lawsuit here for more than just the property damage. And Chase, we wonder, is totally fine, off the hook, no responsibility. Assuming she was in the passenger seat, yeah. like like we've been led to believe, okay. yeah. which wouldn't stunt me either that he's taken the fall for her. But oh, go, oh, come on. Come on. Come you know on. how chivalrous he is. <laughs> oh, man. But that's not all that Pete Davidson is facing. He also is facing uh, some annoying fan at the Knicks game. Yeah, this was weird. I have like different feels every time I watch this video. Yeah. So he's at the Knicks game. 
it's over. He's leaving, but he's being very nice. He's taking lots of photos and selfies with people. And one particular guy is, is he's an older man and he's trying to get it's odd. He's trying to get a selfie with him, but he doesn't have a phone. So it's almost just like he's invading his space. I like the idea of the older guy who doesn't know you need a phone. To I guess like, yeah, you need a phone, buddy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe someone drawing a picture of them. I don't know. But finally, Pete's had enough and he gets physical and he pushes him hard. We actually we have the video if you want to check it out. So what you're seeing in the video for, for those listening are is you got Pete trying to exit, as Jamie said. He's reaching up. He's looks like he's signing autographs, something uh, people sort of a row above where he's walking out. And this guy comes up and puts his arms on Pete's arm or shoulder, and Pete pretty forcefully pushes him. Now, we know that this guy had previously come up to him, tried to take this selfie with no mm-hmm. camera or whatever it was. Pete had been nice to him at first, and the guy kept coming back for more and more. And eventually it was sort of, I, I think it just got too much for Pete, and Pete gives him a pretty tough shove. Yeah. You said you, you don't know how to feel about well, it. Well, I, I, now that I watched it again, I almost wonder if this guy was bothering him during the game because oh, it seems at one point when he finally shoves him, it seems like the guy's like trying to whisper something to yeah. him. Like try and yeah. so if if there's no other backstory, it's too much. It's like boo Pete Davidson, but yeah. I I have to believe something else is going on because he's he's not annoyed. He's being lovely, taking photos with well, everybody. Well, I mean, at some point maybe the guy just keeps coming back and Pete maybe Pete had said to him it seems it seems odd. Pete you may love Pete Davidson, you may hate Pete Davidson, but he always seems sort of open to fans. Yeah. We've never seen him be a jerk to anybody no. before. And so I have a feeling, I'm just speculating here, that the guy would kept coming back over and over, and maybe during the game. But and that's what I'm wondering, because the first time I watched the video, there's another older man on the other side of Pete. So my eyes were initially on this guy, and yeah. I was like, yeah, this guy is hanging around a lot. And then I saw he pushed a totally different guy. And I uh, was like, oh, wait, what? Maybe uh, it was just like uh, ageism or something. Well, who just, knew all the old white all, men had All old people look alike to Pete Davidson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the old white men were just like crowding around him. Yeah, just getting closer to Kim that way. So uh, hopefully, I mean... Hopefully it's fine. If I have to hear about a lawsuit tomorrow, no, I'm well, you might, and it's, it's, it's so annoying. We see this all the time. But but look, the the force is pretty. The the shove is pretty forceful. But and he yells time, something. And um, he does. Yeah, he says he's yelling like, "Get away from me!" Or I've told you, "Get away from me!" But whatever, don't don't put your hands on somebody. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't just because they're a celebrity, you can ask them. You know, it's rich for us to say. We work at TMZ, but. You know, you can ask them questions. You can video them, especially in a, a place that's as public as the Knicks mm-hmm. game. You can do all that stuff, but don't put your hands on somebody. You don't know them. They don't know you, and people don't like to be touched by somebody they don't know. Um, so, so I'm, I'm sort of, I'm in his camp here. Knicks, Knicks won this game. Yes. I, I really dislike the Knicks a lot as an LA guy, mm-hmm. and we have Derek and Charles here who love the Knicks and talk all the time about how great they are and. They haven't won since 1972 or something like that. And there were seven, 1970, I think, the last time they won. It's just like an irrelevant team. And I and you just needed to Derek. get that in because yeah. you know I'm not going to say uh, yeah. thing. Well, I just, I don't yeah, care. I'm so tired go of having to hear Derek. Oh, good. <laughs> go Suns. There we go. All right, let's take a quick break. This episode of the TMZ Podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Does it work? Don't think you need it? Try it for free for a month and see. You're going to love it. 
They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMZ at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TMZ, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So coming back, crazy situation with a crazy guy. I mean, Bam Margera is a really sad story. There's been so much about him sort of descending into drug addiction and uh, potential suicidal thoughts and really bad stuff happening with Bam Margera. So there's been another incident today in Chester County, Pennsylvania. At the time that we're recording this podcast early in the morning, we're not exactly sure of all the facts, but here's what we do know. Do you want to give a hits, runs, and errors Yeah, here? there's another physical confrontation, apparently, in uh, somewhere in Pennsylvania happened. You know what's odd is it always happens at like 11 in the morning with this guy, yeah. which is just it's... clear that we've had a bender all night, Yes. then go into some sort of establishment where people are living their normal lives, get aggressive, cops are called. So we don't really know what happened, but something happened where he got aggressive. Cops were called. By the time the cops got there, he had fled into the woods. Yeah. So we don't know where he is. It's unclear so, if right. he knew the person, if it was... I know his family is from Pennsylvania, so it's not completely random. Yeah. Um. So, so he's there. So so he has... We don't know if it's a physical altercation or just a verbal altercation, but afterwards... So, so they have this whatever altercation... Uh, Bam, realizing the cops are going to be called, takes off and goes into the nearby woods where he remains and they haven't yet been able to find him. Sort of, it's got to be some concern about his physical state right now and and how he's doing. Uh, Again, there's been some serious issues, obviously. But during this altercation, according to the complainant, he went to cops and he said that Bam, uh, Bam has now been charged with four counts of terroristic threats with intent to terrorize another. Typically what you'll see is that somebody will say, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna effing kill you, I'm gonna go get a weapon, I'm gonna come back here, I'm gonna kill you. These are terroristic threats under the under the uh, letter of the law. So I'm suspecting that's what happened. At some point, this guy, you know, cops are called and bam, takes off. Now, so he's in the woods. Do they, they said they can't find him. With somebody like this, do they even use the manpower? Like, do they take the cops to go searching or do you let him be and tell the guy, call me if you see him no, again? I think I think you go and you, you try to find him. I mean, it, it's interesting. It, it's a criminal investigation because the, of the of what we talked about. But it's also at some point sort of a, a you know, it's a, it's a state investigation, a mental health investigation, because you know this person is suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you got, you got to intervene. Um, to your point, though, how many resources do you devote yeah. to this kind of thing? Do you, it's not like a missing child where mm-hmm. you're going to line up in the woods and, and or a one time thing. This is it's just Groundhog Day, and I I can't believe it's gone on this long. Yeah, and I don't know what the end game would be. I I hope it's not a certain direction, but we are in full Amy Winehouse territory. That every morning it's the same story over yeah. and over, and people have tried, and his ex wife and his family. And you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. Well, you can put him yeah. under a hold. We've talked a lot about holds. And, and I think Amanda he's had Bynes some holds. He's had some holds where he's been been forcibly uh, held in a, in an, uh, an institution um, against his will because, you know, you can do that if somebody's a, a threat to others or a threat to themselves. 
Um, and here we're clearly on the precipice of, of something bad here. But, but to your point, I mean, what, what more do you do? You know, what, yeah. what, what do you do for somebody who clearly doesn't doesn't want to be helped? It's very know. sad stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, uh, we'll wish you a very happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. 